Welcome to the Credit Union Business News Podcast, the only all-digital, all-business resource for credit unions. This episode sponsored by Support EXP, the industry's leading provider of transformational member experience management solutions. I am your host, Ken Bader, and I am, as always, happy to be here because we have another awesome guest to, to start off our first season of the Credit Union Business News Podcast. We have Eric Bruin, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Desert Valleys Federal Credit Union. Been there for approximately 16 years, and probably most important, he's a family guy. He's the father of four. He's got, he's got uh, kids from eight years old to five months old back at the house. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. I'm really enjoying this. This is actually my, uh, my first live podcast, and I'm a I'm a, I'm a podcast listener for about two or three hours a day, so I'm excited to be part of this. Awesome, awesome. We always love podcast lovers on our podcast because they kind of know the, the routine and what's going on and, and so on and so forth. So, the moment yeah. you asked me, I went back and watched both of them. I've, I've watched all of them because I'm uh, interested to see how you're doing format and, and love the programming and enjoyed the, uh, the conversations. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Tim O'Hara and I are, are really looking forward to, to where this goes, and I think that this is going to be going on for a long time. So maybe you'll be a second, third, fourth guest on this thing. Who knows? Yeah, podcasts, the podcasts are a great um, form of medium because you can both watch and you can listen. And so I find I, I actually spend a lot of my time not watching um, the video ones, but if I'm really engaged in the conversation, then I can go back and watch it again. Or I also just, it's great for on the, you know, we always had the radio as our old way and, and now it's a streaming. Uh, we're always streaming some sort of information to our, to our brains at all times. Right. Right. I think I read someplace that podcasts are the new blogs actually. And, and now I think every car yeah, is coming out with like when those screens, you just press a podcast button and you get your favorite podcast if you loaded them. <laughs> and, and it is interesting. So it definitely is a lot of fun. And uh, it's, it's the shifting world of how uh, streaming media is replacing uh, mainstream media or broadcast media. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And having known you for a, a, quite a long time, I know that, you know, you never shy away from technology or, or finding ways to, to brand your institution in, in the new ways that are out there. But let's go back to about 16 years ago, uh, because I know that you didn't necessarily take on a pristine credit union at the time. Um, so kind of give us a flavor of, of what Desert Valleys was like. I know it wasn't even called Desert Valleys then when you, when you no, first arrived was, as CEO. It was uh, Searles Lake Community Federal Credit Union. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, took the job in 2004. I was, uh, you know, had never been in the CEO role before, but I had, uh, I had the very lucky opportunity to have a uh, incredible mentor uh, to give me some guidance. Uh, and uh, the, the idea of wanting to be in the big role was always something I dreamed of. And uh, this was an $11.3 million credit union mm -hmm. with uh, less than 3% capital, uh, two branches, and, uh, and uh, a $600,000 check kiting mm -hmm. uh, fraud claim in process. 
Um, and uh, my first day on the job, uh, the first, uh, I had already met a mem few of the members of the staff in the, in the interview process and stuff like that. But uh, my first day on the job, I was greeted by uh, NCUA examiner, Pat Tyson, who was actually waiting for me uh, for my first day on the job, uh, March 4th, 2000 and, uh, 2004. Yeah. Well, welcome, welcome to Ridgecrest, California. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Ridgecrest. Hello, my name is the NCUA. I am your, your you are my, uh, you are my blank, and I won't use to fill in the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I I failed to mention that Desert Valleys is located in Ridgecrest, California. You also mentioned your mentor, which I'm assuming is Charles Bruin, your father. Incidentally, yes. incidentally, Tim O'Hara, uh, not only who is the owner and, and founder of uh, Credit Union Business News Magazine, who uh, is the foundation for this podcast, he also was involved in starting the Credit Union Journal, and I believe he told me that the very first issue had Charles Bruin on the cover, so it's appropriate that you're one of our first episodes of this podcast. <laughs> It was funny when you were saying about being uh, being tech savvy. You know, I can still remember. You know, my dad did did a couple things that were you know really unique in my life. But I still remember 1984. He bought he he got me and my brother a Commodore 64, and he had us programming at eight or nine years old, yeah. writing our own code. And he had the first credit union website ever for first entertainment wow. in uh, I think it was 1990 or something like that. So I mean. Tech has been very much in my family's history, and it's it's. I think that understanding how how um, people's attitudes towards uh, everything changes by what their tech is that they interact with. The way we interact with people even today has been so dramatically changed by the mobile phone. Just the iPhone has changed how people interact. Uh, the idea of how social media was going to dictate even uh, political storylines sure. was unfathomable 15 years ago compared to today. And yeah. uh, it, I always think you, you, you're, you really are failing to understand the future needs of your business or needs of your members if you're not looking at how technology is changing their attitudes towards how you're gonna, you need to serve them. Right, right. Absolutely. And I always talk about uh, branding the experience. And I know you um, feel that member experience is extremely important. And, and I'm finding that that credit unions like yours that are using tech, not in place of the member experience, but to leverage right. the member experience are, are really, really doing well. Yeah, I think I think when you let tech control, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. tech. You know, we you can do tech for the convenience aspect, which is obviously uh, it gives you better economies of scale, can improve your margins, can do all of those metric line things, but they do um, detach yourself from the member experience. Right. And then there is the uh, tech for the purpose of enhancing what the members' um, interaction is with you what their experience is and not not so much diminishing the convenience aspect um and we really embrace the idea that that you know tech as a marketing and as a as a communications tool is the first purpose uh tech as a replacement for a teller is is a is a it's reasonable but it's not our business model mm -hmm. it perfectly is fine for either it, it all depends on the business model of the individual institution Right, right. Well, I you couldn't get by being being a billion dollar shop without the tech, but I can at forty million. Right, 
right yeah and you you've you've certainly used or built a business model that has has truly built a brand which we will certainly get into uh, but going back to that great greeting that you got from the NCAA examiner and, and having, you know, more than, you know, one or two obstacles to deal with about 16 years ago, you know, what would you say maybe was the biggest one or two obstacles that you had at the beginning and, and how were you able to overcome them? Well, the first obstacle I had, and it was, it was clearly the biggest obstacle was the PCA problem. Yeah, and 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 it only took me 16 years to solve it. Um, <laughs> so um, you know, the hardest thing is to be in the position that you are. You're walking backwards with handcuffs on uphill uh, from day one, and you have to. Uh, sometimes you would want. They would tell you, okay, well, do this. Run up the hill, and if you fall down, just keep running. You know, mm -hmm. run as fast as you can to solve the problem. And I, I actually opted to walk uh, very slowly and very diligently up that hill, uh, maybe finding a way first to turn around so that I'm looking forward and then finding a way to uncuff my feet and then finding a way to uncuff my hands yeah. and then finding the strength of my legs to run the rest of the distance. And I think that's what was interesting about this organization was it wasn't about trying to solve it overnight. It was really about uh, thinking about how brand and strategy and, and, and what we were building was a long-term pattern of growth. It wasn't about trying to solve it overnight. And that took, um, um, it took some, some cojones to look at the NCUA, uh, you know, and say, you know, I understand you want me to solve this quickly, but I'm not going to. And uh, it actually built a, a very high level of respect between our organization and the regulator, that I, I, I say that a lot of people have a negative relationship with the NCUA because of either negative things have happened or they've had a situation they've had to, to go through it. I actually think is one of our most positive strengths that we had was that relationship with the regulator throughout the entire time period because we learned what their needs were. We also learned what our, what our tolerances were and we were able to constantly be able to communicate to a happy medium. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I spoke to that before, and I think NCUA was a huge um, ally when they could have been my biggest enemy. Great points. Uh, and I think that's the first time in about 25 years personally working in, in the credit union industry in one way, shape, or form where I've heard uh, a credit union executive call the NCUA an ally. Um, but I, I think that's- I have to at 3%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think you made so many great points there, you know, especially you know, in terms of making the NCUA your colleague rather than somebody that, you know, you were going to constantly work against, coupled with concentrating on brand and strategy. You know, one of the things that I, I've shared with, with many people, and I believe I may have shared it with you as well, Eric. Uh, there's a Harvard Business Review article out there uh, which talks about growth, uh, which talks about business in general, uh, not specifically credit unions, but the way it's written, it seems like it was written for, for credit unions in that, you know, you see a pyramid and the big, biggest piece is compliance 
And you know, credit unions look at that compliance aspect and think that that's the number one reason for them to get up in the morning, especially some of these small credit unions. And unfortunately, some others that are under PCA, I think, oh, we got to fix this problem. This is the most important thing on our plate. When in reality, the laws of business tell you that differentiation and brand are your number one reasons to get up. Not saying that compliance is something that you put in a drawer and don't worry about, but it's a little bit lesser on your particular uh, batting order. And if you concentrate like that, you can actually grow your business regardless of size um, and still you know, be in compliance. And as you say in your words, to have the, the regulator as your ally. So I think that that's a, a great example for, for a, a lot of people. In fact, we'll come back to that because I want to talk specifically about the small credit union idea. But before I move on to that, yeah, looking back at the last 16 years, is there a specific turning point where you know you kind of said, you know what, we're really building a brand here, where, where you really felt like, you know, we got something special here. Now a word from our sponsor, Support EXP. It's a startling situation. 80% of companies believe they deliver a superior customer experience but only 8% of their customers agree. Your branding creates expectations in your members' minds. When your frontline delivery fails to meet those expectations, you're actually worse off than if you had promised nothing. For over 20 years, Support EXP's proven voice of the member CX analytics, comprehensive CX solutions, targeted at the right time training and expert guidance have ensured credit unions fulfill their brand promises and their client results prove it, consistently earning recognition as Forbes best in state and best in nation winners in customer experience delivery. Focusing on member experience management is the single most powerful investment you can make in today's highly competitive industry. Credit unions wanting to be the best and willing to invest work with Support EXP. Starting the process of building and delivering an incredible brand is easy. Reach out to Support EXP at supportexp.com today. I formed a great friendship um, with three other gentlemen, uh, Adam Dembo, John Hernandez, and Rob Grave. And we call it Holding Court, and we've been, we've been friends for the last 20 years. And uh, in 2012, Adam um, was doing independent consulting for a group called Shapiro Partners that he had mm -hmm. started. Yeah. And I asked him to come up and do strategic planning. And this was a unique opportunity where I'm actually talking to the planner. He's staying at my house. We're drinking beers. We're also talking. But we changed the whole planning session up to be a two-day event. And the first half of day one was just my staff. Management and board was, was, was told to go away. And he just planned with them. And he just mined what their hearts and souls wanted. And then the next session was just with management and he mined just what we wanted. And that was, so that was board and board and the credit and the credit management. And then he brought both of us together for the final session. He said, you guys want this and you guys want that. How do we come here? And it was the, it was the most transformative one we did and it, because it opened the door to a very specific change, which was uh, changing our mindset from bringing members in the door simply for the sake of the business versus bringing them bringing anybody in the door for the sake of the experience 
Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that's when we started focusing on things like our Santa day and mm-hmm. bite of reality and member movie night and these types of experiences where we bring people in and, and they have the opportunity to show other people, this is why I'm proud to be a part of Desert Valleys. This is why I'm excited to be part of this brand and this, 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 this is my credit union because of this. And we also really launched into social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and we launched social media with a strategy, not about selling products. And I, anytime I ever talked to somebody, I said, don't sell product on social media. Sell who you are on social media. And, uh, and that was the turning point strategic meeting because we had all just suffered the whips and blows of 9, 10, and 11. Yeah. And it was really easy to, it would have been so easy in 10 to just go, uh, you know, I spent, I spent six years banging my head up against the wall. I, I, oh, yay, we made it to seven. I think we were at about 17 million and we were maybe, maybe 5.9%. No, it was maybe even better than that. It may have been even like 6.5% capital or something like mm-hmm. that. Before the, uh, the, I think I call it Black Monday, where, where the NCUA announced we're going to take, you know, by the way, send us $200,000 and, and help you have a nice day. And, and it was like, great, we're back down to 4.8. We're backwards in the, every direction we're going. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, let's start this, this whole engine up. And it was, it was coming out of that that we found this inspiration for how we wanted to operate. And it truly has been a, 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 a magical change. And I, I got to throw one more moment in there. And Please. Hopefully I'm not rattling on, but, but it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, Shout out to uh, an incredible partner we found, which was uh, Share One New Solutions in 2015. So we did that in 12. In 2013, we signed the contract for New Solutions in October. And we knew we wanted changes. And we started those changes right from that get-go. And they've been an incredible partner. And since we actually leveraged the right technology for our size business, um, we've grown uh, about, I think we went from 25 to 40 million in that five-year time span. We almost wow. doubled in that, that time span. And, um, and I really leveraged that on the idea of having the right partner. Yeah. Um, it's not so much this core or that core, but the right partner. And, and that's just a huge shout out because that was a big, big other stepping point for us um, in that process. Yeah, I so Adam Dembo and uh, and Share One both both get shout outs from me. So. <laughs> well, I I don't I don't know Adam personally. I have heard a lot of positive things about Share One because uh, I know a lot of credit unions uh, are are on that platform. So I'm, I'm extremely pleased to hear that that that's gone very well for you. And I think you mentioned that that you're at about 40 million in assets yeah, right yeah, now, give or take? We were, 40, we were 41 in October. We dipped down to about 40.8 okay. at the end of the year, but we crossed 40. So I'm, I, and, and 2019 was, uh, was the year, was, was, the, was the final threshold push. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I'll share the story. And, and, and you know, I love storytelling. This is why me and Ken get along so well. Um, <laughs> Well, you spend six, at that point it was 15 years yeah. and 19 years under PCA. And June 30th, 2019, we crossed PCA and we had 7% capital and we were going to, you know, we, we were ready to, to throw a party. 
And then on July 4th comes a 6.4 earthquake. And on July 5th comes a 7.1 earthquake. And I got to tell you, it reminded us real quickly that it wasn't about the numbers, it was about the members. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was pretty remarkable to be in that moment where you've accomplished something just, just, just massive um, for your organization. And it became secondary. It, 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 it melted to the background in yeah. place of taking care of uh, our members and our community. And uh, I'm so proud of my, my staff and, 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 and really my community and how they came together during uh, what became a, a truly interesting time frame. Um, anybody who's ever rad, rode through a natural disaster like that, it, it wasn't the first one that was the problem. It was the second one. <laughs> and it was what it did to the nerves. Uh, I said, you had, a, you had a 30,000 people walking around with PTSD for a week. Yeah, um, maybe longer. And, and it was unique. <laughs> and, uh, but, but it was really unique looking at how you, you strive for something, but you achieve it. And you feel like there's always that sense of, of that's enough. And it's never quite enough. Yeah. There's always more to do and more, more people to serve and more, more to do good with uh, for your community, good for your members. And uh, it was a nice wake up call to that because we were, we were all toting our pat on our backs and, and uh, very happy with each other, but then yeah. uh, got reminded. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you cross, you cross that threshold finally and you created earthquakes. It was so big. <laughs> <laughs> the, the world moved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and while we're talking about it, I want to just a quick shout out to, we had a, we raised about $75,000 through our local, um, through our credit unions foundation through the donations of local credit unions um, and credit unions nationwide that came to the aid of our community. And we were able to disperse um, about $48,000 to just individual members and then another 20 plus thousand dollars to community organizations that stepped in and helped support with food or animal care or all these other things. And, and I just want a huge shout out to what it means to be part of the credit union movement mm -hmm. and the credit union community. Uh, you will never work in a better, more more capable industry if you work in credit unions than what credit unions are to their members, to their employees, and to their communities. Uh, it is an absolute wonder and a joy to be part of this this, this entire movement. And, and um, that I got from my dad. And I, I'm, I'm so proud that I get to share that with my kids. So, Yeah. Yeah, I completely agreed. Um, and yeah, I think too, going back to community, um, and, and you're one of the, the credit unions as I do work with credit unions, um, that I point back to, because I think being a community credit union can be so much more difficult than say a, uh, a closed field of membership, a more niched, um, institution like a police credit union or a, uh, a single seg or a healthcare credit union teachers, so on and so forth, that when your community now all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're com competing in a bigger pond uh, with the city banks and the Wells Fargo's and so on and so forth. But, you know, it, 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 you talk about the fact that, you know, you were really there for the community when they really needed it. And I think you would have been there regardless. And I think I completely agree with you that that's the credit union way. But I think what allows you to really do more when this, those situations come about is that you've already built that brand. You've already built that connection in the community. 
which allows you to do that. So you've actually found a way to niche yourself as a community credit union and really ingrain yourself in, into that region. Um, you know, in fact, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, talk about how you really focused on, on building that niche because I know niche is very important to you as a community credit union in, in your region. You know, it, it's interesting because when I got here and, and you're trying to figure out where are you trying to take the organization? Where right. are you going with this? And, you know, we talked about that 2012 moment with Adam and, and that was when we redefined the definition of community from being just about trying to serve our community of members to being part of the community as a large and letting the, the, the people make their choice based on what they saw. And, and, and a huge part of that is what's changed as far as um, consumer, consumer dynamics. Mm -hmm. So consumer dynamics did change where uh, my parents were, you, there was such a level of brand loyalty, mm -hmm. right? Brand loyalty was, I only eat Heinz ketchup and I don't ever eat Heinz. Right. <laughs> um, and don't bother buying anything other than Heinz because if you bring me Hunts, I'm going to turn it away and I'm going to say I can't taste different and it's horrible. Right. And, and they're bottled by the same, you know, Chinese manufacturer uh, across, for all of them. Okay. <laughs> so, Using the same tomatoes and, and, and everything. <laughs> and, and same tomatoes, just the label. But ultimately, what I found is, is the new consumer dynamics are is so much more about interaction. Mm -hmm. It's about how that person feels valued in the equation and not just how they individually value, but how they see the business individually value what's important to them around them in the same way. Mm -hmm. So values become more about how you are living and breathing your member experience than just about uh, rates, terms, products, those types of things. And when we, when we finally made that dynamic choice to say, you know, 1,400 square foot part of our building that we weren't using, we knew we, we couldn't lease it out, we were, mm -hmm. it was going to sit there dormant. And that was one of the things that came out of 2012 is we remodeled it into just a little uh, conference room area. And we lend that out to anybody who asks who's a community group. We now have four different community groups there, four nights out of five a week. And so we have traffic running through there, um, you know, every day. Instantly. And yeah. these may or may not be members, but you know what they do is they walk in and they see Desert Valleys as a community partner, somebody who wants to see the best interests of the community first, rather than just its business interests. And that, that over time, that niche equation um, actually put a major differentiation between us and not only our local banks, but also truthfully other local credit unions. Mm -hmm. Is it truthfully put a brand differentiator that says, you know what, they're not going to just look at the bottom line. They're going to look at what's actually in the best interest of the credit union and mm -hmm. uh, the best interest of the community as it relates to the credit union, not just, is it good for the credit union first? And it, in, I think that change of a question is a consumer driver because um, where we said we know you know the old standards radio print uh, website banners you know uh, direct mail these are all highly expensive uh, marketing tools where we said our best marketing tool in a small town 
of 30,000 people mm-hmm. is you. Yep. You are my best marketing tool. Your word of mouth, your experience, how you feel about me as an organization is my best marketing tool. And so let's stop worrying about whether or not there's an ROE on every single event we do, but rather is, are we creating a member experience that they remember and they share with people? And um, you know, we have this, this goofy um, uh, tradition. Mm-hmm. We have a, a 200 building Christmas village that gets built in our lobby every year. And the thing is massive. It takes up a quarter of our lobby now. And it, it, but you know what? We, and, and I spend, I have a staff person spend a week building it. You know? So there's a week of wages for building this goofy thing. Yeah. Two days wages to tear it down. But you know what? I get people pouring in during Christmas season because they want to see the village. Yeah. And I don't know how many of these are members, but, but I know that it's my members that told them about it. Mm-hmm. It's my members expressing that word of mouth about what they feel the Desert Valley's experience is. And if we're doing that consistently, then we're, we're driving our brand and message in the way we really wanted to, which is through the community, yeah. through the people. Um, I can s- try and take a box and put a sticker on it and sell it to you this way. Say, this is the greatest thing since sliced white bread, and you should come over and buy this from me. But the truth of the matter is that, that a lot of consumers are not being driven in that way anymore. They're actually being driven by how they read, what their, what their, what their social perspective is on the business, what that business perspective is back to the community. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's just understanding the changing tides of marketing. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, speaking of, you know, truly, you know, making that connection and, and again, yeah, you're one of the credit unions I use as, a, as an example, because I do have the, the fortune of working with a number of so-called small credit unions. In fact, I even hate the phrase small credit union. I think if you think small business, and I, I talked about that in an article in Credit Union Business Magazine, that when you're thinking small business, you're thinking entrepreneurially. When you're thinking small credit union, you're thinking about, oh, all these large behemoths that, that could come down around me. You know, I, I want to make a couple of very, very important points to, to the audience. You know, one, you know, for especially for those folks that may be on the East Coast, Midwest, what have you, and may not be familiar with Desert Valleys or Ridgecrest, California. Um, I know there's Bank of America in there. There's a couple of other, but as well as Fargo, there's... Yeah, there's three banks and three, and three credit unions. Exactly. And, and one of those credit unions is Navy Federal Credit Union that's right in their backyard because of the uh, Naval Weapons Station right there. And also about a, a half a billion dollar credit union that's based in that area. And, and here, is, here is an institution that is still growing um, you know, by building a brand. Um, there's a couple of other credit unions that eventually I'll, I'll mention out there that are so-called small credit unions, you know, well under 100 million that continue to grow and do things because they do social media, they do video, they do things like you do, which is to find the true connection, whether it's a, uh, a community center or something along those lines to connect with, with that niche. And so, you know, it's, I I try to tell these so-called small credit unions that are unfortunately sometimes in this dark negative space of, you know, hey, I can't compete, I can't compete. Yes, 
yes, you can compete, but you know, rather than listening to me rant, you know, if, from a person that's done it, you know, what are some of the suggestions and advice that you can give you know, the so-called small credit unions, the small businesses that think that they can't compete in the marketplace? You know, what advice would you give them? Yeah, that's a tricky question. And, and I'm going to explain to you why. It's tricky for me from a couple angles. Which sure. is, first, I, I truly believe that, that the definition of small credit union is relative to how the credit union wants to operate. And, and, and I'm very proud to be a small credit union. I have one branch. I serve this community. And I'm proud of what I do. And I don't have to be mm -hmm. a half a billion or even a hundred million. I, 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 if I grow... If I grow a 5% a year for the rest of my time here and we, we serve our members and we create me great member experiences and we have a positive return on earnings and we're serving our members, then you know what? We're spectacular. Right. And that's all that matters. We're spectacular to the members we serve and we're able to keep, keep up with how things are changing and developing. But the truth of the matter is that that is, is a dying breed. And it's a dying breed. And I, I hate to say this because... It sounds like I'm, I'm attacking some of my colleagues or other people, but it really does drive down to small credit unions require one thing above all others, which is passion. Mm -hmm. it, takes, it takes an absolute truckload of passion. That passion can be driven by your members. It can be driven by your employees. It can be driven by your managers. It can be driven by your board. Um, and the best organizations find passion in all levels. And, um, and I think that's what we've been able to uniquely accomplish is I have people on my board that are passionate and, and have served this, this, this community with passion. We have managers that are passionate and care about. I've got employees that are passionate and care about. And at the end of the day, I've got members that are actually passionate and care about the well-being of their credit union. Um, I'll, I'll relate the story about some of our PCA to just kind mm -hmm. of put that into perspective is, you know, when we went into PCA, we had an embezzlement in 1996 when we were in Toronto and it, under Cyril's Lake. And, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a class A, you should be closed tomorrow level embezzlement. Yeah. You know, 8% capital, 2% capital, all but one member of the staff dismissed. You know, closing doors, have a nice day. You know, we should not be breathing. But we were given a, 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 an opportunity and a resurrection, actually thanks to that other local credit union and our membership. And that was that the NCUA offered us to, as a merger partner to Alta One. And uh, Alta One had to go out to the Trona community and explain what they were going to do. And the membership voted down that merger option saying, no, we're going to do this ourselves. We are we're, we're dirt of the earth people. We're going to find a way to put this back together. Yeah. And, and if it, the NCUA doesn't say we're going to support seeing the members take back control of their credit union, mm -hmm. which is just a very different wording or a right. different environment for today. And that level of passion from a membership drove the passion that brought in the employees, that brought, brought in the management, that brought in the board. And passion throughout an organization is, is a commodity that cannot be monetized, it cannot be um, explained, mm -hmm. but without it, your organization really will struggle um, to find its, its, its heartbeat because it, it, 
passion dry is driven by your belief and your structure and what you you want to see happen and um we we luckily are a very passionate shop um we're goofballs as as ken (laughs) could tell you in, in many in many different perspectives um but we're passionate and and i think that that's what's going to separate small credit unions yeah in the long yeah. run is is the small ones that understood their niche and understood what their brand was and and are passionate about serving that niche and that brand you know without trying to take over the world yeah they will continue to serve those communities for many many years to come in a healthy way while those organizations that are that are lacking in the passion for the amount of effort it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth of the matter is that there will come a moment where there is a change in one of those levels, either the employees, the management or the board. One of those, those groups will lose that passion. And the, the next stage is another group goes and then another group grows and as the passion goes out of the organization the organization's uh, value to its members diminish and eventually that merger will come along. Right. Uh, right. I, I really believe that that's a, that's a huge key to, to small credit union success. Um, you try to compete on the rates and the terms and everything else. You're trying to comp- you're, you're taking a BB gun against a bazooka. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, so, so if they've got a bazooka, figure out how to get on the ground and shoot at their big toe rather than trying to stand in front of the bazooka. Right. Um, you know, find your niche, find what's special to your organization, your members. Yeah, no, great, great story. A great reminder of the core that, you know, it's, it's the members credit union. Yeah, the owner, ownership still means something. And, and I didn't know that about your institution that, that the members said, no, oh, we're going to have our own, said no, yeah. we're going to have our own damn place and we're going to, we're going to build this back up. So that's a, a great story. The only thing that I know that you're more passionate about than your institution, your people, your credit union is your family, being a family of, of uh, have, being a father of four, you know, family of six, including your, your great wife and, and mother. Uh, you want to talk about that passion before we wrap this up? <laughs> I gotta tell you, there, there's fun. There's fun moments. Um, you know, being a being a second generation credit union, um, yeah. I got to grow up around this industry. So, um, legends um, like uh, Dick Johnson and yeah. um, uh, Dave Chatfield and my father and Diana Dykstra and. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got to meet these people when I was a teenager. Yeah, I knew these people when they were when when uh, when Diana was still coming up. I, I still remember me and her first meeting. You know, when I was in my my early twenties, and and then um, you know all of those types of experiences that I got to have through my father. Right. I can still remember when I had my first son, which is Garrett. Um, I made him a iron-on onesie that um says i heart first entertainment and it had his logo but my but 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 my parents heart desert valleys and it was a onesie that i I, and i had three of them made and i had one that said and then another one says i heart my credit union pack and then another one was uh yoda that says uh believe in credit unions i do yeah. Um, and, and it was, and I got to, he, sorry. So his, he goes to a, a league conference 
my first son, he's 10 weeks old, and he's in these onesies that are all credit union based. And I, I, I love just being able to pass that on. And my five-year-old loves to come in and work. And he knows that he's at daddy's work and, and the pride that they see in, in, well, no, no, that's my daddy's credit. And that's what we, he does this and he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, that's been probably one of the most enriching things that I could ever ask for. It's also one of the blessings of being in a small community is that yeah. I've been able to share those things with him. But um, I don't think my dad had any clue that those had had an influence on me way, way, way back when, but they mm-hmm. did. And, and, um, and I, I, I love the idea that credit union, the credit union movement is suffering. It's suffering from losing some of its identity, its flair, its um, panache. Um, mm-hmm. because, because of how technology has changed it, how uh, diversification has changed it, how uh, people operate through the internet rather than working with, with brick and mortar. And I think that the, the heartbeat of this movement still lies in communicating that message. Yeah. And um, yeah. if I can do that for my children and if they can carry that legacy on, then, then great. And- yeah, it's, it's about creating that, that branded member experience. You're, you're certainly doing that at Desert Valleys. And, and I will say that, that al- although, you know, maybe it's not as, as much as we would like, I do see that out there in the credit union industry more and more. And, uh, and I'm really, really pleased to, to see it a- and experience it myself. Um, and hopefully, you know, this, this podcast will last long enough where maybe I'll be interviewing one of your kids working at a credit union someday. I, I hope so one day, and, <laughs> and I, I don't know if it'll be here or if it's somewhere, but I hope so. And and uh, and I and I think that that's what's awesome about um, you know huge kudos to to Ken and C Business News. You know they're not just looking at um, you know we can you can always interview the, the the big names, but really you know getting into the heart and soul of some of the really passionate people that are in the small credit union movement. There there are some incredible people. There and they, some of them are just hanging in the wind weeds, just waiting, waiting to grab their opportunity. And right. uh, and I think we're capable of, of building that uh, that movement spirit. Actually, I don't think it's lost. I think it's just changed. Yep. And I think it's just we have to recognize those changes and uh, and adapt to those changes. Yep. But there's a there's a real opportunity for credit unions to reemerge uh, even stronger than ever in the in the world that's becoming slowly disjointed by by the the lack of of, uh, of relationship yeah by the lack of of, of um I, I see too many members and i and i i'm rightly not here but i really want to tell one of my other i have a couple uh things i say to people when i'm interviewing them and one of them is something that was said to me a long time ago by uh mike bear uh who is my CEO at, at Pacific Transportation and my dad's hmm. CFO for about 10 years. So I'd known him personally. Sure. And, sure. Um, and he was talking to me and, and I realized that he says, the best thing I get to do every day is wake up and come in and help change somebody's life. Yeah. And I think of that every single day is that as a credit union, as a, as a person of this movement, I know that every day I can actually have a real impact on people's lives through, communication through education through 
And uh, there's no more rewarding field than when you can wake up in the morning and feel like you're really making a change in people's lives. Yeah. That's what cranes are. Yep. And and I think that they they definitely are adapting. And those that do, I think that this is the best time ever to work in the credit union industry. But Eric, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You were an awesome interview, a terrific guest, and thank you for spending some time with us today. And I got my first podcast in. I enjoyed it. No, I loved it, Ken. And I cannot say enough to the viewers out there. Um, I've had a great working relationship with Ken, and, and, and it's been wonderful. And, then, uh, and, and with so many of the, the people you're gonna, he's going to bring to you to meet, these are incredible um, leaders who, who you know, understand the true heart of this movement and, uh, and this podcast and go miles and miles if you, you grab all the heart of it. Um, thank you so much, Eric. That's, it's very kind of you to say uh, I've loved and enjoyed every minute of knowing you for, I think, you know, nearly eight years or so now. Oh, yeah, um, it's been a while. It's been a little while. So thank you. Thank, thank you for being a great guest. And thank all of you for either listening uh, or viewing this episode of Credit Union Business News Podcast. And we will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Business News Podcast. To learn more about the Credit Union Business News, go to creditunionbusiness.com. Suggestions for the Credit Union Business News podcast can be directed to Tim O'Hara at tim at cubusiness.com or Ken Bader at kbader at btcinc.net. This episode sponsored by Support EXP, the industry's leading provider of transformational member experience management solutions. Learn more about our sponsor, Support EXP, at Support exp.com today.